Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fearful and Fruitless. <laughs> no, no, not, oh. fear, not fearful and fruitless, everyone. <laughs> Jared, don't even edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the fruitful and fearless podcast much better <laughs> okay i just had a very big picture of an a jerusalem artichoke in my head and then i said fearful because they're so jaggedy and pointed looking so hey sorry about that. for our gardening episode <laughs> yes it is well that's why i thought about it we're talking about gardening today guys <laughs> <laughs> okay so icebreaker then tell us about your garden this is going to feel garden. so deja vu for us people because we did half of one of these episodes and then had to stop. So yeah, sorry for it. Well, my, uh, we just leveled our land again two days ago. and Which you guys, made your backyard look so big now. Oh my gosh. It is so different. And I'm not kidding. I think the plants doubled in those two days because they're not competing with the weeds anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's just, and it's so fun. I can't wait to go back out once it cools down, but um, yeah. So, and now Brian can see me in my garden. He's like, I, I haven't even seen your garden because there's so many. <laughs> so yeah. That's cool. So yeah, this my- is our first year with a big one. So, well, really, honestly, any garden, this is yeah. our first year. Cool. Tell, maybe tell us, um, what all you planted. Okay. So I got some raspberries in the ground. I got some calendula, chamomile, a variety of herbs. Um, are you going to end up drying those? Or what yes, I have some. Okay. Yeah, I've got them drying up in a closet. I've got catnip and chamomile up there now. Oh, you mean like the, the culinary herbs? No, I, well, I'm just talking about your medicinal ones right now. Are you just going yeah, to hang them upside drying. down to dry them? No, I, I, you got to pull the heads off of the chamomile mm. and um, those dry on their own. And then I just pick the catnip leaves and I'm drying the leaves on their own. I mean, I guess you could do that, but that's them laid flat or how do you do it? How are you doing this? I'm just setting them on little um, plates up in a, the, a tall shelf in an upstairs closet and just in the dark. Okay. And I think uh, the video I watched, it said well, it takes about two weeks, I think. Okay. So yeah, we'll see. It's kind of the whole drying of herbs without a dehydrator thing is kind of new for me. So yeah, we have yeah. a dehydrator. So I probably just need to do that. My herbs are getting huge. And st- okay. I have a question. So mm-hmm. I'm confused about, you know, when they start to flower, I know that's a bad thing. Yeah. You don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I really need to do more research before I just blindly plant tons of herbs. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to keep them harvested without going. Yeah. What's that called? Bolting or something without bolting? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just keep like cutting the flowers off or picking them off. Is that what I need to be doing or is it already too far gone? Um, usually they're too far. I mean, they're not too far gone. It can, it changes the flavor though. Okay. So I, I guess it's really just your preference, whether or not you want to use it. Like my parsley, you can tell after it's bolted, it gets, the leaves aren't like full anymore. They're very scraggly. So it yeah. just kind of changes Mm-hmm. the maturity of the plant at that point. Yeah. But okay. like, I know with parsley, if you, if you cut the flowers off pretty quick, when you see them starting to green, mm-hmm. um, it can, it can stop that process, but yeah, it, yeah it's hard to stay on top of, oh, it's man. hard to stay on top of fresh herbs because of that reason. Mm-hmm. So basically what you should be doing is just like chopping the tops off regularly. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And then, and then, yeah, you can dry them in bunches like that. I would probably dry culinary herbs in bunches like that. I'm just not good at it. Hung upside down. Out. You mean in bunches yeah. hung upside down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to do that. I'm just going to pick them all and hang them in the garage maybe. Sorry. Yeah. My kitchen is about to look really, <laughs> I don't know. It's about to look really uh, gardeny in there. Yeah. <laughs> Very functional. I've, We're even going to get a hook to hang meat on. <laughs> nice. Now that's legit. <laughs> like, are you going to be drying a hunk of something? Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. We're going to do, we're going to do the scald and scrape method with our pig if it all works out. Okay. Um, and then we're just going to preserve as much as we can, but we want to cure it. So we so want will this little... end up being like jerky question mark? Um, well, like bacon and hams. Okay. I okay. ordered a bunch of books on meat curing yesterday, so I don't know a ton about it yet, but we have been watching um, Farmstead Meatsmith. He is so good. Oh my gosh, he's so awesome. Um, Write that down. Very smart, classically trained. He's Catholic, but he has a deep, you can tell there's a lot of Christian influence in their family and the way they've thought about their food and stuff, mm-hmm. but he just has such funny, well-done videos on butchering and so we've been watching it and I was on board with butchering it, but I really needed Brian on board with butchering and yeah, he's yeah. like on board now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, our goal is to have as little meat go into our freezer as possible. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so like a so, ham, if you cure it like that, you won't have to put it in a freezer? I guess not. Wow. You can totally salt pack meat. Yeah. That's crazy. I feel like yeah. that's a great survival skill. Yes. It's a really great survival yes. skill. Um, because we just plan on getting another refrigerator freezer in our free, in our garage, <laughs> which we already yeah. have a freeze. It's like, it's getting out of here. It's well, really Jared's hard. Go, Jared, there's like only a month until squirrel season. So Jared's going to be doing squirrel season and Ransom's going with him this year. So we're about to do squirrel and rabbit and then deer season will be this fall. And I think Jared's going to get two deer this, hope to get two deer this year. So yeah, I need to just. Oh, that's awesome. Everything. Yeah. I think I we're going to do a lot of jerky this year with a deer rather okay. than as much ground. We're going to do more like roast and jerky. Okay. We lots of jerky um, we're going to, because we're putting down a pastured clover in our backyard mm-hmm. that's for pasturing animals on. I think we're doing rabbits. What do you mean? Like you're going to hunt rabbits like on it? Or what? meat, meat rabbits. Raise oh, meat oh, you're rabbit. going to raise meat rabbits. I guess Do you not so. have a lot of Brian wild thinking. rabbits there? No, not really. Okay. Because we have tons of just rabbits that, I mean, I will frequently, I mean, if you walk down a road, you'll see at least three rabbits probably jumping around. Oh, no, how sweet. So, no, not yeah. here. So Jared just grew up some of our field so that they will bed there. So, um, oh, yeah. So already, like if you walk through that field, you'll see bunnies hopping out. Everywhere. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he's just going to go and kill them all. <laughs> yeah because you guys can hunt huh mm-hmm. yeah so we we couldn't do that that's so cool that's awesome yeah so that's the yeah. plan um and he got a new way to uh skin them this year which I'm excited about because last year there was oh, okay. like a little bit of bunny fuzz on the meat and I could not handle that like, okay no, I'm gonna have Brian talk to him because yeah. that's that's my concern too okay yeah there's just like a tiny bit of hair still and I'm like I don't like that do you like rabbit meat? Yes, it was good. 
It was very good. Okay. It, it's like, it tastes like chicken, but dark meat, like a dark meat That's chicken, I which I hearing. love. Okay. Yeah. It's really good. Oh yeah. Brian's going to love it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good. And we just, we fried it like, um, I think he quartered it when he, didn't you quarter it when we did that rabbit? We had like a little leg and yeah. And then we just fried it and it was really good. Sweet. And I got one rabbit last year. So that's all I've tried to do with it so far, but you okay. can do many things with it. Okay. Put in a pie, yeah. Like Peter Rabbit. Peter Rabbit's dad got put in a pie. Um, so back to gardening then. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's okay. So you have calendula. I yeah. So calendula. Right. I don't even really know what that is. Cabot. Oh, it's a flower that orange? you use. It's an orange flower. Skin. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, tomatoes, cabbage, broccoli, tons of beans, and corn, popcorn. Oh. popcorn. That's, that's exciting. So yeah, that's what we've got we, this we did, year. We did tomatoes, a few different kinds of tomatoes. Um, all the voluntary cherry tomatoes I told you guys about, and then heirloom tomatoes and um, I think I have like a beefsteak tomato and then um, pickling cucumbers, carrots, onions, lettuce, which are pretty much done now, garlic. And I just planted butternut squash. And then, oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, um, we planted some pumpkins the other day too, actually, which I don't know if that's okay. going to work or not because it was like a totally last minute decision. <laughs> like, let's just try it. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and then I did my kitchen herb garden this year, which has a ton of culinary herbs in it. That are yeah, so from our bolting. <laughs> we I I did I have a variety of squash as well, but I only planted one blue pumpkin and it's Ooh. huge and I'm so excited that it came up. Yeah. It's That's from cool. my seeds are from my uncle's farm in Pennsylvania. He kept some of the seeds and gave them to my mom. That is and really I didn't know cool. if it was gonna work. But it worked. I'm That's so excited. Really cool. Um so I'm hoping and I also hope that we didn't plant our pumpkins too late for Halloween. So we'll see may have Thanksgiving pumpkins, which is okay too. Yeah. Huh. That's really cool. Yeah. So So right now I yesterday spent a ton of time pruning my tomato plants, which is Mm. so like, I didn't, I felt so weird about that last year because I was like, pruning tomato plants, that seems so wrong. I like prune mine either, I know. Well, mine are overtaking everything and I have them in a garden box. So they just are so, and I planted them in March. So they're just so tall and gigantic and heavy that they have surpassed my, they're the tallest tomato plants I've ever seen. I don't know. Oh. They, love, they love where they are, I guess. And they like the soil, I guess, but they are just very tall and have tons of tomatoes on them. They've surpassed my, I built like these wooden stakes that go up with cord around to tie them all off to. Uh-huh. And they've surpassed that now. And they were hanging over the top over my, um, bed that's down lower beside it. So (laughs) like, okay, you guys, I got to do something. So I propped up as much as I could. And then I had to prune and I was like, I feel terrible pruning these because I feel like you guys would eventually produce more tomatoes on these limbs. But I know that's what I know. But it had to happen. And since I did it, I am already getting more red tomatoes because I had some, I was like, man, these are really not turning. They're just staying green for a really long time. Mm, and these weren't okay. getting enough sunlight because of all the other guys hanging on top of them. Oh. So now I already have some that are turning red. So I'm like, okay, that was, oh, the, right shoot. That was the right decision. You're going to make me go prune my tomatoes. <laughs> Only if they're hanging on top of each other and you feel like they're overcrowding. Well, they're right? just so yeah. bushy that I could see the sunlight being a problem. Yeah. 
So anyway, I, I'm getting so many cherry tomatoes already. I'm giving them away because I don't, I don't want to oh. sell them and I don't know what else to do. Was it you that was asking me for a fermented salsa recipe? Who was that? Uh, no, I have a fermented salsa okay. recipe. I wonder if you could do okay. that with cherry tomatoes. I bet you could. Um, some, well, yeah, I know you can because I have fermented cherry tomatoes. Okay. But I heard, I don't think you can can them. Was it you that told yeah. me that? Yeah, you can okay. can them like you normally can tomatoes. Okay. <clears throat> I totally should make some fermented salsa with them, though. That's a great idea. You mm. have to try that. I remember what we, I know what we were talking about when we got cut off last time. Okay. What do you like to garden in? Oh, yeah, we talked about that. And I laughed and said, uh, whatever I have on in that moment, because my gardening consists of just walking out and like pulling one. <clears throat> Are you eating a pickle? Oh, sorry. I bought some of those. Uh, well, I went to go get um, some pickling cucumbers today because mine aren't ready yet and I wanted to pickle some cucumbers and they didn't have any. So I just bought some bubbies, bubbies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Pickles and everyone in my house loves them a lot. Um, that is hysterical because I was hardcore rationing them before we got on a Zoom call today. <laughs> yeah, Ransom, he just keeps wanting more. Like he'll eat one and he'll be like, "Can I have another one?" I'm like, one more. I ordered them, jar. them in like other mason jars to make them last a little longer. What do you do? You I quarter them and put them in other mason oh, jars to make them last idea. a little bit longer. Very but if Brian's nice. around, yeah, he gets his. Own pickles so yeah but the kids I quarter them for the kids <laughs> no more pickles for you but anyways that's why I need to I, I did ferment two jars of pickles and they tasted really good they were like um I don't know if they were as good as those but they were good everyone liked huh. them but you got to have the right kind of cucumbers because I tried to do it with just like a normal kind of cucumber and they were gross hmm. anyways Weird. I garden and whatever I have on in that moment because I go out and since I'm in garden boxes it's very little work if I'm not yeah, like pruning or doing something like that that takes more time. It's it's like a few minutes a day. It's like while the kids are yeah, playing, yeah. I'll, and I'll pick. Yeah, that makes sense. But I did talk about those gardening aprons that my friend Shelby made that are really cool, and they're they're like for harvesting. So they have really okay. pockets and drawstrings and stuff. Which oh I yeah, that actually. would be good. They're really cool. Yeah, but you putting like your tools and stuff in them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like you have a gardening outfit protocol, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So when I first got really into gardening a few years ago, I was into Alice Fowler, I think is her last name. A-L-Y-S. She is the gardener that was in charge of the King's Blueberry Patch in the UK. Okay. <laughs> so, so she is unfortunately like left her husband and is now a lesbian from what I understand. But, um, I really liked when I got into gardening early on, she was talking about how she spends so much time in her garden. And if she was always just in sweatpants, she would hate how she looked. So she made a point early on in her career to put on cute vintage dresses when she was out in her garden. And that's been very formative to, <laughs> to how I approach my gardening, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But, um, actually just, was it yesterday? I found, do you ever, do you follow Shay Elliott, the Elliott Homestead at all? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, I found her blog years ago when she was kind of first starting and she, I, she, she wasn't the best at writing recipes back then. Mm -hmm. So I quit following her, but I just started again. She's um, in Washington. They're homeschoolers, homesteaders. I think they're Presbyterians. And she has a podcast. I think it's called 
chic homemaker or something mm-hmm. with a Parisian farm girl. Okay. They're also homeschooling homesteaders. I just love them. But their like their thing is being feminine in homesteading and yeah. not neglecting that ideal mm-hmm. in place of just being dirty all the time. Yeah. So that's really been formative to how I think about it and just remembering like it's the man's job to cultivate the land, the female's job to nourish and tend it. Mm-hmm. So I try to dress up, put some lipstick on when I go out there and not just give up on my whole day. I love because it. Because I have to do yard work. So how much time do you spend out there when if you're gonna go out there? Like how much does it- uh, honestly not much. I mean I, I probably spend a good half an hour a week, maybe. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not a ton. Yeah. It's a ton at the front end. And then it really isn't a yeah. lot maintenance wise. I mean, just the way we're doing it because we're doing all the straw and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm sure it'll be more like when things do come into season, harvesting takes a little longer, but yeah. Yeah. So what will preserving what you've planted look like? I, so a lot of it, I'm freezing it. That's part of why we want to not have meat in the freezer. Um, Part of it is just, I haven't found tons of fermented veggie recipes that everybody loves. Mm -hmm. So it's something I really do want to work on. I I do want to find some good bean, fermented bean recipes because I don't want to be, I don't want it to be super costly for us to preserve our food, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense, Mm -hmm. Um, either time-wise or resource-wise. So I don't want to be canning everything. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. I'm kind of, this is kind of my first year. I did preserve... I froze a lot of my mom's greens that she gave me already. I've already processed cherries for the year, which was canning and processing. Um, I know I'm going to have to do some canning of apples in a little bit because those won't freeze well. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of my vegetables, I'm. we did a lot of squash, which I don't know if I mentioned that. We did a lot of squash that I'm just going to, Brian finished my food storage closet. So I planted a lot of things with the knowledge of I'm either going to eat it, freeze it, or storage it on shelves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's it so like yellow squash the, is that what you have I did so the blue pumpkins are specifically good for food storage long term I did some spaghetti squash it was a variety that's good for food storage long term and then oh what are they called sweet sweet something pump not pumpkins another another one that I got just because I like okay. it tastes I don't know how it's gonna store but mm-hmm. all right sweet dumpling, I, I think maybe what was it they're really popular sweet dumpling Oh, okay. I thought that you meant like yellow squash. I was like, what are you going to do with that? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Actually, I purposely didn't plant any sort of zucchini or yellow Me squash neither. because they're so <laughs> prolific here. I didn't either. Well, I didn't because I have in the past and I I cannot keep a handle on squash bugs. Every year they just uh, devour them. So I'm like, I'm done with them. Oh, we weird. Don't eat, yeah. We don't, we're not able to enjoy them long enough because squash big bugs get a hold of them. So okay. I don't know why they're so bad here, but they're bad. And then they end up infesting my garden. So yeah, okay. I did not do those for that specific reason this year. So um, I am going to can tomatoes just like hot water bath canning tomatoes. And that is one of my very favorite like tasting garden things to do. Like if anything tastes different, in the store just off the shelf versus garden to me it is tomatoes so I love having canned tomatoes for like 
we do like macaronis and tomatoes or soups and chilies, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like it makes it taste a lot better. I do feel like as far as self-sufficiency goes, I wish I could have stepped up my tomato game because using canned tomatoes is something I do all year long. So I really wish I could get a handle on tomatoes. Mm -hmm. I wish you lived close to me. I would have given, given you 9 million tomato plants. (laughs) Um, but, and then I'll do pickles with our cucumbers. Um, the carrots, we, we like fermented carrots. Have you guys tried that? Yes. Yeah. Like but yeah. My kids do like, it's not the kids like it. It's that Brian doesn't like fermented okay. vegetables or I haven't found a lot of recipes he likes. So I'm not gonna, I want to make veggies he likes. So yeah. Yeah. We did like those. Um, I say that we like them, but I mean, I still have the same jar in the fridge that we've had for a while. So it's not like pickles. They don't go as fast as pickles around here. Um, but then um, onions we'll just eat a lot of, but then I'm planning on just dicing and freezing those. And garlic, I'm drying right now. I'm drying my garlic out. Um, and then I, from there, I may do like press them if I have way too many I may press them into ice cream trays and Mm -hmm. freeze it like that so I can just pop one out and saute it when I need to my Brian's aunt was just telling me of this variety of garlic that's I think it's called elephant garlic that I guess the bulbs are like so big that when you pull them out they just kind of reseed themselves immediately for you which I thought sounded amazing I didn't know that happened that's cool that's really yeah this is the first year I've ever done garlic and um it's kind of a bad year to do it because I've been so morning sick the smell of garlic like oh it's it's been so I don't know what my deal is, but um so I did have some garlic in a in a little thing in the fridge beside my butter, like extra butter. And I've been so sensitive to tastes and smells that I'm like, why does all my toast taste like garlic? Oh. It's because the garlic had like slightly infused the butter. No one yes. else in my family noticed that. But um <laughs> And just sitting beside the butter, it's made it taste like garlic. So, and then like I went on a wild raid of my kitchen because I was smelling a weird smell one day and it ended up being the garlic. So, oh. yeah. So this is a bad year for me to have a ton of garlic, but right now it's just drying in the garage and I'm ignoring it until I feel a little better. I need to figure out decorative ways to be drying my stuff in my <laughs> kitchen. That is the problem. And I know it just takes time to figure that sort of stuff out, but you know, I'm going to have to cure my corn inside somehow. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I've yeah. seen people get like an old wooden ladder and hang it horizontally. And yeah, that, which I think is really cute. That's what I, ah, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Even all my canning stuff. What? Even like rings, canning, my canning oh, rings. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. yeah. Yeah. That'd be cute. Have you seen those? Uh, I think it's a Joanna Gaines thing. Those it's a metal. My sister-in-law has one. I think they're called jar mason jar holders, but it's like a metal yes. thing on the wall with like little things that come out and you could put mason. I should get one of those. That's a good, I guess you could also okay. hang, you could probably also dry stuff off of that too. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. Cool. This is what people use. This is how kitchens used to be decorated when the yeah. home was a farm, not a spa. Yeah. Yeah. Functional. <laughs> Functional. Um, yeah. So, okay. So now tell me what is the reason why you garden and what are some biblical implications of gardening for your family? Uh, well, I, I know my grandkids are going to inherit the earth. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's a, that's a big deal for me. I think so a different shade of green by Gordon Wilson kind of goes into a lot of this more, but for us, 
our standard of caring for the earth is God's word and God calls the earth good and therefore we need to preserve it in that state of goodness. Um, and I, we think that's part of stewardship. That's part of the cultural mandate. That's part of God telling us to go and work the land from Genesis. Um, so we've made a really big, I mean, that's part of why we bought this house even and built a house is we wanted more land and we wanted to be able to use it to build culture with and to build the soil with. Um, but he goes into a lot more detail in that book on just like taking a Christian worldview approach to environmentalism and gardening and um, like national parks and why we want to even value nature and be out in nature. And it's not, it's not this weird sort of um, return to life before the fall sort of a thing. Um, there, the, it's very real because people can get really hippie about this where if you just figure out the perfect permaculture gardening type of method, you will never in your life have to pull a weed. Well, that's actually not true. We know that part of our job as Christians is actually to battle the weeds, to pull the thorns and thistles. We're not scared of hard work. We're not scared of orienting our life around living and working the land. We shouldn't be fearful of those things. Work is good. God gave us work. So um, that book really informed a lot of my views on this. I would also probably say some of Wendell Berry, although he gets a little too romantic about it. But, um, and, and two, like the government shouldn't be telling me what I can and can't eat. <laughs> so, and that's also from scripture. The, the Lord has given very clear boundaries to what the government should and shouldn't be doing. And, um, they shouldn't be parenting us. And so you can see very real negative effects in the food system in the nutrient density of food in our health as a result of the government getting involved in places it should not be involved. Mm -hmm. And so that's just another way, self-sufficiency on our small piece of property is just another way for us to kind of say, look, God's not asking you to do this. He can provide for us on our own and we're going to show you how. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think one more thing I would throw in there is that God said that work was good, that like work is yes. not a post fall situation that um mm -hmm. Adam was working before yep. the fall and um we both homeschool our kids so we want sparks family we want our kids and i know you guys do too but um i'll just speak for ourselves we want our kids to have good work to do opportunities for good work to do yep and um being out and gardening and um picking plants and helping um in gardens and helping plant in the spring and all those things are work that is great examples of seeing um, effort go in and fruit come out. So mm -hmm. yes, us, yes. gardening is a perfect way to introduce yes. like work is good. Yep. Yeah. In his book, uh, George Grant wrote a book called Garden Graces, which his entire series, worldview series is so phenomenal. Um, he talked about how Christians, a lot of people will say, well, I don't want to be tied down to my property. Um, either they, you know, they'll avoid getting a cow or they'll, they'll avoid putting in a big garden because they don't want, they want to be able to go on vacations. They want to be able to do all these things. Um, and he just talks in there about how like Christians should not be fearful of these things. These are good works that God has mm -hmm. called us to walk in. And that kind of helped me orient some of those fears that I even had, like, well, how am I going to do it all? How am I going to homeschool? How am I going to have a kid? And it's just, it is a lifestyle change for sure, but it's, mm -hmm. it's a very, it's a very fulfilling one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very fun one. Cool. So. All right. Uh, I think you guys should post pictures of your gardens and tag us. Yeah. That'd be fruitful. Fun. Fruitful. 
fruitful, <laughs> fruitful and fearless. <laughs> yeah. yeah hashtag us fearless. Garden. fearless. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.